I have a quote here that's kind of interesting. It's from St. Maximilian Kolbe, the great devotee of Our Lady. He says, never be afraid of loving the Blessed Virgin too much. You can never love her more than Jesus did. A lot of confusion, apparently, uh, the rosary is only the repetition of the Hail Marys, right? Mm. Apparently for some people, and it's not. That's completely no, false. No, no, no. Actually, oh. to pray the rosary well, it is extremely useful to read the scriptures, to read the Gospels very specially. Yes, and Louis de Montfort reminds us, yes, a Christian, mm, everybody, who does not meditate in the mysteries of the rosary is very ungrateful. Says because um, ungrateful to our Lord and shows how little they care for all that our divine Savior has suffered to save the world. You know? some, for some people who like to criticize the rosary, I will give them advice. I don't know if you're going to take it or not, but let me give you this advice. You yeah. know, and then what happens, of course, is the moment of her judgment, right, where two scales are brought, and in one scale, her guardian angel put all the disciplines she had taken all the uh, praying of the psalms she had prayed, all the different alms she had, she had given. And then, of course, they were in one side of the scale. On the other side, all her sins. So the scale was, boom, all her sins. And then the guardian angel comes with the only... Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. So welcome to this episode of Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heroes of the Gospel. Salve Maria, Father Salve Arthur. Maria. Salve Maria, Brother Justin. Salve Maria. Uh, we also uh, say hi and Salve Maria to the audience that is following us in Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice in your home. We also greet everyone who is also following the podcast in the merely audio version in um, Podbean and also in Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify, I think, and everywhere where, where we are present. We encourage you, if you're, if you're just seeing this video, you also can um, subscribe to those sources and then you can listen to the podcast in a pure uh, audio. If you are, you know, traveling or, or doing chores or things like that. But this said, the, 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 the topic today is about the Bible and the rosary. Is the rosary, is the recitation of the rosary something biblical or not? And this has been, you know, Father has been causing a lot of debate, especially with some of our, you know, separated brethren who say that we Catholics actually pray to Our Lady and this is idolatry, this is non-biblical things, we are placing Our Lady in the place of God and uh, Sola Scriptura, right, <laughs> which is a, a topic for another podcast, but Sola Scriptura, only the reading of the Bible suffices and no praying to uh, of the rosary and so on. So we brought something very beautiful and Father is going to comment today, Brother Justin, too. Uh, it's a book called The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort. And I think that name is already going to infuriate some people, but, well, I'm sorry. You know, St. Louis de Montfort is one of the main apostles mm -hmm. of devotion to Our Lady as a vehicle for us to get closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and in one of them, here he says, the sur he deals about the surpassing merit, he says, of the Holy Rosary as a meditation of the life, passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Beautiful. In a certain sense, we can say, you know, one thing is to read the Bible, hmm? which is wonderful, of course, Scripture. But another thing is to pray the Bible. How do you pray the Bible? Well, the best way to pray the Bible is by, by the rosary. 
is praying the rosary. The, in, in the rosary, you're going to meditate on many passages of the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you're going to pray to our Lord Jesus Christ in taking into consideration those passages that we are reminding us, that they are inspiring us in order to pray uh, and taking advantage of the merits of each of those events that took place in the life of Lord Jesus Christ to ask uh, whatever we have to ask to Him and to worship Him, to give Him glory for that and to ask Him. That's the best uh, way to pray the, the Bible. The role of Our Lady is very clear um, throughout the Gospels. She is there. She is there in the most important moments. She is always there to support our Lord. And when we meditate on the 20 decades of the Rosary, um, each of those are aspects of where Our Lady is with our Lord. Mm -hmm. It is not like it's a Rosary of Our Lady in which we're meditating on Our Lady somehow separate from the person of Christ. Of course not. Um, the only ones that you could possibly... And, I, and this is wrong, but I'm just going to throw it out there because argument's sake would be the assumption, but our Lord is the one who brings her up. The coordination, but it's God, and the, God the triune God who crowns mm -hmm. her, gives her that, gives her that function. Mm -hmm. uh, the sense of the Holy Spirit, well, I've just said the Holy Spirit descends to Mary and the apostles. But where do you find a way of separating Mary? So when you say that you're praying the rosary and you're separating it from God or separating it from the from Christ, I'm having difficulty. You need to help me with this. Yes. I'm not understanding. Absolutely, absolutely. But here we go, because there's a lot of confusion when especially people who are not familiar with the Holy Rosary tend to identify it as what is not. But here, St. Louis de Montfort makes it very clear. He says that the rosary is the meditation of the mysteries of the life of Jesus. And here he's very specific. He says, okay, but what is a mystery? No? Mm. And he says, a mystery is a sacred thing which is difficult to understand. And the works of our Lord Jesus Christ are all sacred and divine because he's God and man. And he leaves us the opportunity to meditate in them so we can understand him more. So what is, Father, what is not biblical about we praying and eventually, uh, okay, here's only the Montfort talks about 15 mysteries, right? The after well, Pope John Paul II gave us five more. But still, uh, how can it be that it's not biblical to meditate about the mysteries of the life of our Lord? Absolutely. And uh, uh, who was able to understand our Lord Jesus Christ the best? Who spent more time with him than Mary? Why did Jesus decide to, to spend 30 years of his life with Mary? Why didn't he go away from home when he was 13 or 14 or 15? He was, he was uh, old enough and he, um, he knew everything or, uh, perfectly. As, uh, or Father, he could have just appeared when he was 30. And also, no exactly. gospel should say anything that happened before. Right, precisely. So, so uh, there must be a reason. There must be a reason why our Lord Jesus Christ spent so much time with Mary and with Joseph, and obviously that uh, he revealed to them many, 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 many things. Of course, In, of course. So, you know, he very likely revealed more to them than what he was able to reveal in the three years of his public life in which he had to, to deal with people who didn't want to believe him, 
If you have a comment, don't forget to include it there in the in the <laughs> below the description because this is very very important. Yeah, this is um, this but, is my idea, but 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 I think it's a really strong indication of this at the wedding feast of Cana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Our Lady comes up and kind of goes, they have no wine, and he's very quick to say, not now, not time. it's not the time. Precisely, which means there would be a time. Exactly, and she knew about that, but he she's nudging him towards, come on. That reveals that there has been many conversations oh, many. before for Jesus to answer this to her. This is a continuation of a previous conversation that they had between themselves. But I, I've, I've heard certain individuals very, they say, no, no, Jesus was angry at her. Look at the, again, look at text. Context is everything. If he was, he's God, he, he's angry, he would have left. Well, and he did what she he asked. Yeah. So, I mean, he was not so angry, no? No. because he, he did exactly what she asked. But St. Louis de Montfort says here, Father says, Our Lady is the most perfect and most pure of God's creatures. So, in that sense, sorry to say, but then the mysteries that happened with our Lord, right? Obviously, he was going to tell her many more things that he, he would tell others, no? Of course. And Those parables. two hearts were very connected, right? They understood each other more than anyone else. Of course. And when St. John, in the end of his uh, his gospel, says that if we were going to tell everything that Jesus said, there wouldn't be enough books to contain them, right? Also, St. Luke tells parables that only he tells, mm -hmm. the others don't. So that means that perhaps there are even other parables that are not there. So for those who are with Sola Scriptura, I don't know, I don't know. This is a very interesting <laughs> debate, right? Yeah. Very much. I have a quote here that's kind of interesting. It's from a more modern saint, um, St. Maximilian Kolbe, the great devotee of Our Lady. He says, Never be afraid of loving the Blessed Virgin too much. You can never love her more than Jesus did. Precisely. Wonderful. I know that's going to make people Beautiful. angry, but exactly. Jesus loved her more than anyone else. Exactly. On the cross, him dying in that state, which is unimaginable, his last concern before he dies is take care of my mother. Exactly. Beautiful. There's no one to take care of her. And that also goes against the stupidity of the idea that Our Lady had other children after our Lord. Which is no, ridiculous. It's not even yeah. worthy of conversation, of I know. But I'm saying this is an argument directly against him of because course. he was the only child and he was concerned who was going to take care of, of his course. mother. If he despised his mother, if he any of those stupidities that they say, why would he be concerned? Uh, it would course, be empty, an empty concern because others automatically would have stepped in. You didn't need St. John. No. No. Where were the rest of them? Oh. Completely. But it's important because these these people, they pull out these things and they come up with these great moments of illumination, but they're not based on the Bible. Of they're course. based on what you want it to say. And if our Lord Jesus God had other brothers and sisters, they would be famous. Oh, of course they would. <laughs> no, who are they? Nobody knows well, no. who they are. No, what we do know are certain <laughs> individuals who were cousins. Yeah. Cousins. And they would they were known they were known because they were cousins, but They never took care of Our Lady. They all those points. In other words, they were family, mm -hmm. but 
but in a wider scope. Exactly. But let's go back a little bit to the mysteries themselves, right? Because there is a lot of confusion. Apparently, uh, the rosary is only the repetition of the Hail Marys, right? Mm. Apparently for some people, and it's not. That's completely no, false. No, no, no. Salvador Monfort here mm. says something very beautiful. He says the, that those are called mysteries because they are so full of wonders, uh, of all kinds of perfections, and of deep and sublime truths which the Holy Spirit reveals to the humble and simple souls who honor these mysteries. So if we are going to pray the rosary, paying attention and meditating on the mysteries of the life, death, and passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, these are full of wonders, full of things that the Holy Spirit reveals, full of perfections. What a but I also wonder how much of spiritual pride we are filled with when we believe that we can do it all on our own. Mm-hmm. Like, I know everything. I am no. a genius. I, I know absolutely everything. There's no mysteries for me, you know. No, no, no. I am <laughs> above it all. I'm impressive. I'm God. That's insane. You do. What do you do to someone like that? You walk away. Well, this is a way of denying magistery, right? Although mm. this is not, again, for this program, Father, but we were, we were suggesting we were listening carefully because the, some Protestant, uh, you know, well... People, they have the doctrine of clarity, which substitutes the magisterium of the church. And they say, no, 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 the, the Bible is enough. It's, it's so, so clear. clear. <laughs> that should be understood by, by everyone, so we don't need the magisterium. We don't need a teacher. Well, St. Peter said the opposite, no? He, uh, letter, Paul said the same thing. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and when clear. there were huge arguments, for instance, uh, apparently, you know, Martin Luther uh, had a meeting with Swingley, with, you know, the main Protestants of the time, he ended up calling them heretics and yeah. wouldn't even <laughs> shake their hands. And they were right? debating sacred scripture. And they were debating sacred scripture. Yeah. In the end of the it story, if it, so is, clear. If no, it was so clear, right? <laughs> but going back here to a point, he says, uh, Our Lady, you know, taught St. Dominic the excellent method of praying and ordered him to preach it far and wide uh, so as to reawaken the fervor of Christians and to revive in their hearts a love for our blessed Lord. Exactly. So, so. actually to pray the rosary well, it is extremely useful to read the scriptures, to read the gospels very especially. Hmm? There we go. And well also the Old Testament. Hmm? Well meditated. Uh, exactly. Thinking about those things. Of course. I mean, Hail Mary, we said it's re- repetitious, but what are the words of the Hail Mary if they're not the words that God himself sent to Mary? Exactly. So if you're greater than God, no. more power to you. By the way, St. Louis de Montfort, you know, it just, just continues on your line. This is beautiful. He says, For the Rosary said, without the meditation of the sacred mysteries of our salvation, would almost be a body without a soul. Excellent matter but without the form, which is the meditation, and which distinguishes it from other devotions. That's so amazing. That's extraordinary. How clear, yeah. huh? Yeah. It is, it is. I have a quote here from St. Ambrose, the, the one who helped in the conversion, instrumental in the conversion of St. Augustine. Early church, early doc. Yeah, talking about 300? Uh, 400. 400. 400. But we're, we're right, right mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's important because if you listen to this, it sounds a lot like St. Louis de Montfort. It sounds very, you would always say, very Catholic. Mm. Mary is the mother of Jesus and the mother of all of us, even though it was Christ alone who reposed on her knees. If he is ours, we ought to be in his situation. There, where he is, we ought also to be. All that is 
is his ought is he be ours. We ought to be with him because he is ours. Mm-hmm. So this aspect of Jesus on the knee of Mary, mm-hmm. being with her, that's for us also. So that tender devotion that is very, very much core to the true devotion to the secret of the rosary of St. Louis de Montfort has been in the church since the beginning. Because Ambrose didn't make it up himself. No. He wasn't the first one. Of course. Well, I have this devotion to Mary. He learned it from others. Mm-hmm. And this has been within the church forever. So, And that's the beauty, beauty of tradition. When we deny tradition, eh? mm-hmm. magisterium, tradition, and the scriptures are the three main elements of our Catholic Church. But when we deny one of those elements, we lose connection with the past, which is the teaching of the apostles. Right? So, And we make it ourselves. So it's beautiful because St. John, after our Lord Jesus Christ dies, he takes into his home, meaning his soul, who? Mary. <laughs> so, you know, St. John understands that Mary is so much related to Lord Jesus Christ that in order to be united to him, the best way it is to be united with his mother. Father, we go to a little pause right here for the, our commercial section. We're going to have Father Ryan inviting us to have the uh, to come actually to another devotion which is beautiful is the divine mercy uh, but um we'll we'll be back with something very important why are the joyful mysteries joyful why are they sorrowful the sorrowful mysteries uh, exactly why they are so important and and the glorious and the luminous as well so stay with us for a moment and then we come back with something very very important for our spiritual life salve maria i'm father ryan murphy of the heralds of the gospel And I'm delighted to extend an invitation to each and every one of you. In the midst of our busy lives, it's crucial to take a moment of reflection, of solace and of prayer. That's why I would like to personally invite you to join us every day at 3 p.m. for a special and powerful devotion, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is a beautiful prayer that embodies the boundless compassion of our Lord. It's a time to come together as a community, regardless of where we are, and lift up our intentions, our hopes, and even our burdens to the heart of Jesus. Imagine all around the world, countless voices uniting in prayer at this very hour. It's a moment of connection, of spiritual unity, and of seeking God's mercy in a troubled world. So mark your calendars, set your alarms, and make a commitment to join us each day at 3 p.m. Tune in and experience the transformative power of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Let this be a sanctuary of peace amidst the noise of life. Thank you for being a part of our Heralds Canada YouTube channel. Together, let's embark on this journey of faith, hope, and mercy. I'm looking forward to praying with you every day at 3 p.m. May God's love and mercy shine upon you always. And until we meet again, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are back in this program about the rosary to help everybody to uh, be more intentional when we pray the rosary. So, Father, you were commenting about the necessity of, uh, well, I mean, of, of Mike, no, uh, the necessity of the repetition of the of the of the Hail Marys and why we say uh, Hail Mary 
10 times per decade, right? And we didn't record that part. So I think we could go back to the to the topic on why the mysteries the joyful mysteries are joyful, but also why is this repetition of the of the prayers? That's very nice, I think, uh, because actually each Hail Mary has a meaning in the sense that is um, is an allegory of something that you are saying to Mary and what you're saying to Mary is, I love you. Hmm? So you say to Mary, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you ten times, and then uh, you, you say the Our Father. The, to, the, why don't we say the Our Father ten times? Hmm. That's an interesting um, question, and also it uh, relates maybe to the way that we have to deal with, um, with God the Father. He is so high that um, when we address Him, we have to address Him in a more solemn way. To Mary, we can address her in a more, you know, friendly way. We can, like, like, a, like a child to a mother, you know, he can speak to, to his mother in a very, you know, very simple way. But when he speaks to the father, he, he has to be more formal. So it wouldn't look good to say to, uh, to our father, you know, ten times I love you. Because, you know, wait, wait, you know, <laughs> it's too much. I mean, uh, uh, we are... We are very little compared to, to God the Father, so we have to address Him in a very formal way. So one way is enough. One time is enough. Hmm? One time is enough because it's it's already you know um, we're saying this in a in a very serious uh, tone, etc. When we are talking to Mary, then we can do it in a in a more light way and in a more friendly way, in a more uh, um, filial way. And uh, we can um, uh, say to her, you know, I love you many times, which is much more like a child dealing with uh, um, with uh, with his mother. Mm. Now, the first part of the rosary has five mysteries, and they are called the joyful mysteries. And many people are asking, you no, know, okay, but specifically, why are they so joyful? And Saint Louis de Montfort here gives a very, very beautiful example. He says, well, they are called joyful mysteries because of the joy which they gave to the whole universe. So every, sing, mm. every single mystery, right? Um, our Lord and the angels were overwhelmed, he says, with joy at the moment the Son of God became incarnate. Saint um, Elizabeth and Saint John the Baptist were filled with joy by the visit of Jesus and Mary. Heaven and earth rejoiced at the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Simeon felt great consolation and was filled with joy when he took the Holy Child into his arms. And the doctors were lost in admiration and wondering um, at the replies which Jesus gave. So basically all these mysteries, right? not only fill them at a time with joy, which is very biblical, eh? all these passages are in, you know, completely centered in the, in, the, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. But then what about the sorrowful mysteries? Well, I would say that in a broad perspective, you can divide you know, we, uh, the, the life of Lord Jesus Christ in four parts, as we have the four um, mysteries. We have the joyful, the luminous, the sorrowful and the glorious. So, uh, in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, the first 30 years were all joy mm -hmm. because he was, you know, in a very friendly context with his mother and St. Joseph and everything was, was um, beautiful, was, uh, was joyful. Mm -hmm. But then he starts his public life and then he has 
the first part of his public life is the luminous part in which he is going to enlighten the others about who he is. But then comes the, <laughs> the terrible part of his life, which is the sorrowful part of his life in which mankind, in, in, um, in a certain sense, um, all mankind, but uh, more some than others, they're going to reject the Lord Jesus Christ and that is going to create and an, uh, provoke in him a tremendous pain. So that's the sorrowful part. But then he will resurrect and that will be a tremendous glory. And that is the glorious mysteries of our Lord Jesus Christ. I remember Christ. hearing one point, which is everything brings upon the next. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't have glory without suffering. Exactly. And the suffering was, was there because of the light because the darkness hated the light. And then the joy is the beginning. Because giving, God giving, is joy, actually. God is, God is everything, yes, yeah. absolutely. He's everything. So he was joy, and then he came, and then he, he enlightened the, um, uh, the others, then he suffered for the others, but then he resurrected, and he, he's glorified. So it's a wonderful uh, analogy with the life of our Lord Jesus Christ that we, we, we can keep in mind. Yes, and Louis de Montfort reminds us, yes, a Christian, mm, everybody, who does not meditate in the mysteries of the Rosary is very ungrateful, he says, because um, ungrateful to our Lord and shows how little they care for all that our divine Savior has suffered to save the world. Because even, I mean, every moment that our Lord was here on earth, on one, one side must have been very joyful moments, glorious moments and so on, but he wasn't in heaven. So for him, you know, was kind of coming to us here and so on, right? So he suffered all of this for our salvation. And the rosary is a most complete prayer. We have the Our Father, given by Jesus himself, right? The angelic salutation, which is the Hail Mary, that constitutes everything that is about Our Lady. It's not just about her, but rather not her, her, her work in the creation. So how ungrateful we are if we forget all these aspects. Of course, because it is the life of our Lord Jesus Christ that gives the meaning of our lives. Mm -hmm. Because we are extremely related to him. With him, we have no meaning. So our Lord Jesus Christ... Uh, but everything that he did, actually, he did it for us. For us. He did it to save us. So we have to meditate about, about his life because his life is our life. And our life takes meaning because of his life. So understanding him, we understand ourselves. And meditating about him, we understand everything because he is God. And how much can we meditate upon him? Well, for all eternity, for eternity. because he has no limit. He is infinite. So <laughs> there is no limit. So, and this is why we say those 10 Hail Marys also, in order to give us some time, the time that 10 Hail Marys uh, um, uh, takes to be said, it's a time in which we can meditate on that mystery and then on the following one, etc., etc. Because we also are also doing what Our Lady did, which is that every word she kept in her exactly. heart. Why? To meditate. Mm. To meditate. I think what's also interesting is that Our Lady is the perfect example of a Christian. Mm -hmm. And it's through her that we can model ourselves in being that perfect disciple of, of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, when we decide that we're going to do it on our own, we're setting ourselves up for a tremendous failure. Because we're flawed, very flawed, and we need help, but we're so proud that we do not want help. And we know that 
in our own day-to-day lives, those that are so proud that they don't accept help usually land on their face. And that's very sad because we have so much we've learned from the doctors of the church, from the fathers, the apostolic mm-hmm. fathers, the all of that, and we still haven't learned. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a story sure. in the life of St. Dominic that St. Louis de Montfort tells here. It's very interesting. I don't know, it's just one second, but it's very short, mm-hmm. but, but you will see. Then there was this lady that goes to confession with St. Dominic. And St. Dominic advised by our lady, he himself, he goes and as a penance, um, asks her to pray a rosary as a penance for her confession. And the lady started, <laughs> well, you know, but I, um, I mean, I pray many other things and I also do many penances, like you were saying, and I also read the Bible on my, on my own. And so what happens is that she was giving all kinds of, um, of um, you know, what, problems to St. Dominic to say, no, no, I don't want to pray the rosary. No, no, no I'll do something else, but the rosary, no. <laughs> and so finally, of course, St. Dominic said, well, okay, but your penance is to pray a rosary. So she ended up as a penance praying the rosary and she didn't touch the rosary anymore. And it just so happened that, I don't know if it was a dream she had or she actually died. One of the either. Either one, you can check it in the secret of the rosary. So she goes there. And then what happens, of course, is the moment of her judgment, right? Where two scales are brought. And in one scale, her guardian angel put all the (laughs) uh, penances she had made, all the disciplines she had taken all the uh, praying of the psalms she had prayed, all the different alms she had, she had given. And then, of course, they were in one side of the scale. On the other side, all her sins. So the scale was, boom, all her sins. And then the guardian angel comes with the only rosary she had prayed, <laughs> puts it on the other side, and you know, completely wow. overtook anything she had done in his in this life Beautiful. so she comes back and so on and then she became a very very uh, fervent uh, devotee of you know spreading the rosary and everything else Beautiful. but it's just exactly what you said that was just it shows how much uh, mary is the advocate who is go- in our judgment she's going to intercede for us and she's going to plead our cause in front of god the father and yeah. she will win she will plead our cause even though we are not worthy exactly and that's a big thing that you talk to people and they go no it's i i i'm not you hear their whole language i use and they forget that we are never going to be worthy and because of that lack of worthiness we need our lady we need mercy because if we just rely on justice we're lost of course Now, there is something also, Father, we wanted to call attention, and of course you're going to help us by adjusting too, is about the rosary as being fundamentally a prayer for peace. And in this ugly world that are, you know, we're, we're seeing all kinds of, you know, pandemics, epidemics, wars, uh, assassinations, um, you know, all kinds of horrible things, people need peace, and people want peace, right? I'm going to quote here, actually, that our founder, uh, something our founder, Monsignor Jean-Claude, wrote in this very interesting book uh, about the Rosary. He says, um, In adding the luminous mysteries, St. John Paul II opened a new chapter in the history of the devotion to Mary, he says, whose fruits of sanctification have been many throughout the centuries. The third millennium began full of concerns and tragedies. 
and Monsignor's own classes. However, the decision of John Paul II to renew the devotion of the Rosary made a true beacon of hope shine in the world because the true solution for the problems of the modern world, whether they be in the public or in the private realm, can be found in this precious prayer of the Rosary. Mm -hmm. So how important it is because all of us need peace, all of us want peace, and what a better way of finding it than through the recitation of the Rosary. Of course, because the perfect peace is the holiness, huh? peace with God. Hmm? Because people sometimes have the wrong idea that that peace is just uh, the um, avoiding any conflict, mm. you know, uh, earthly conflict. Well, of course, we don't want that. But but the real peace comes when people are in peace with God. Then then the world becomes a paradise. The tranquility of order. The tranquility of order, precisely. And something also very interesting, knowing related to the operations of Fatima, because when Our Lady appears. She goes and says, I am the Lady of the Rosary. Exactly. She didn't define herself in a better manner, mm -hmm. no, in a exactly. beautiful manner than that. And she encouraged throughout every single apparition for the, for the little children of Fatima to pray the Rosary. So what better to do? No, we can there repeat the prayers taught by our Lord. The, and the mm -hmm. salutation of the angels and all the mysteries of Our Lady as the most perfect of creatures creatures, not God. Also, we have the prayer of, for peace. I mean, no, completely biblical because it's based in all the life of our Lord. And the glory to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the prayer to the Trinity itself. Huh? The very taxology, that's something that brings us right back to the early church. Mm -hmm. Very Trinitarian formula. <coughs> it's, it's, it is it's the probably of all the prayers, private devotions, it's the most complete. And I will say maybe, you know, some, for some people who like to criticize the rosary, I will give them advice. I don't know if you're going to take it or not. But let me give you this advice, you know. Do me a favor, pray a rosary, and then we'll get together. <laughs> <laughs> then you will see with the transformation that, that um, our Lord Jesus Christ, through the grace that comes from uh, through Mary, through the, the grace of God, will do in your heart, and you will be completely restored. So, here is a challenge for those who like to take <laughs> it. <laughs> Write to so us, put it in the comments, and see what happens, because it's very, very important. It's very simple, very simple to pray the rosary, you know, five decades, you know, and it starts in the, in the cross with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it finishes at the cross with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, let's uh, give a, a blessing for all those who are following us. We know that the great, great majority of you pray the rosary, but we want to encourage you to pray even more and to pray with a lot of contemplation, meditating in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ with a greater and greater and greater love. The Lord be with you. And, and with your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Salve Maria. Salve Maria.